So here we go. <clears throat> get loose, get loose, get loose. <laughs> Please here leave this in. Get loose, get loose, get loose. Yeah. <laughs> ah, loosen that fourth podcast. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 93. I'm talking to Kyler Nixon about what your website is actually doing. Do you know? Let's find out. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, who has time for Netflix, but not exercise. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth, and I want to get to a couple of quick housekeeping items really fast before we jump into our conversation. Um, A few things have been going on. I've been doing some stuff in the background here in addition to this podcast and and kind of playing with the format a little bit and just, uh, you know, looking to the future and seeing what can we do that's that's cool and different and fresh or whatever. And uh, so we're always going to bring communications conversations and we're always going to bring top people in and we're always going to have that kind of feel to it, but uh, just kind of playing with some stuff and figuring out what works. But uh, I've done a couple of things here in addition to this that I want to make you aware of. And first is that I have launched a YouTube channel that uh, is kind of taking a little bit of a, a vlog feel to it. So I've also posted some walkthroughs and uh, just kind of showing people how to do stuff on YouTube when it comes to church communication. So go to sethmuse.com slash YouTube, and that should take you to my actual YouTube channel. I would love it if you would go and subscribe. And uh, I'm trying to upload videos at least once every other week, maybe every week, and uh, until I get a rhythm going. But um, I'm having a ton of fun with that. And, uh, I think it's, it's one of those things where video is one of the first things I ever did. And it really allows my personality to come out a little bit more in the creation of those videos. And I'm so excited about it. So go check out my YouTube channel. And the second thing I just launched this week that I'm super excited about and, uh, excited to build more into this is that I've actually started a merch store. So there are seminary of hard knocks items that you can now buy mostly t-shirts working on some stickers and coffee mugs and things like that that might be exciting to you so go to seminarystuff.com and or you can just go to sethmuse.com slash store but seminarystuff.com will take you there as well and uh, i'd love it if you'd pick up one of these shirts i've got um uh, internet troll slayer video game t-shirt i've got uh, the truth babam logo uh and i've got uh, a, a shirt that has a phrase on it that i say uh, not really on the show a lot but I, i've said it in social media and other things it's uh if you can't laugh at yourself it's probably because you're not funny um and i've got a couple others in there that are, that are really great so i would love for you to go check that stuff out and uh, support this podcast and support what I'm doing here uh, with just buying some stuff and wearing that proudly. I'd love it if you would uh, selfie and on Instagram wearing your shirt when you get it with a hashtag truth bomb. That's B-O-B-M-O-B-M-O-M-B all, all together. And uh, or you could just tag me in it, Seth Muse uh, on Instagram. But uh, I would love to see you in your gear and your merch uh, and this in your seminary stuff. So uh, today's podcast is a, is from is Kyler Nixon. He is a website guru. He did our church's website. Which we're going to talk a little bit about how websites fit into your strategy for your church 
overall communication strategy. So I'm excited. It's a great conversation. Kyler's an awesome dude. Get the show notes for this episode, sethmuse.com slash 93. And here we go with Kyler Nixon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Seth and I'm here with my friend, Kyler. What's up, man? How's it, how's it going? Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I'm really excited for this. My pleasure. And it always, it's always good to have a young face uh, helping us old dudes figure stuff out. So I uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. That's why I'm here. That po- that picture you posted with the face app, looking pretty real. <laughs> okay, so yes. I, I couldn't tell if it was real or if it was the, the app. So I, I just... Man, I had to come and see it for myself. <laughs> that that's a real thing though. I've been looking through Instagram a lot lately and going, wait, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Oh, wait, that's the face app thing again. Oh, I yeah. can't tell who it is that I, I'm seeing. And I'm like, man, I follow a lot of old people. No, <laughs> I really do. That's the worst. That's the worst. Mine looked like uh, you probably edit this out, but mine looked like uh someone said I, I look like a police detective who's seen some stuff. <laughs> like, that was- <laughs> That was the description of my my face app. So a police detective has seen some stuff. Seen some stuff. I had some mad wrinkles. It was it was pretty wild. I looked like like my dad, but angry while (laughs) writing angry letters to the government. That's what mine kind of looked like. Like I just gotten off a off a big rant on YouTube. (laughs) The worst Republican ever. Yes. Yeah, I was telling everybody what's wrong with this country. Yes, there you go. Yeah, that's what I look like in mine. But I, I did surprisingly look like my dad. I was like, oh my gosh. That's funny. That was a mess. So messed up. That was a phenomenon. I'm glad it's over though. I don't think it is. I think we're in the thick of it. You think so? You think we're still think there? So. By the Especially time this churches. podcast drops, it'll, <laughs> oh, be, yeah, over, it'll, it'll be over. Yeah. <laughs> you're still using <laughs> the face app. <laughs> still using it by the time you hear this. Just stop. It's yeah, not, you're not done. cool anymore. If you don't take anything else, you're done. <laughs> well, I wanted to have you on because um, for a couple of reasons, we want to talk about websites and what churches need to to get out of their website, why it's important. But you recently built us a website and mm-hmm. it is alive and kicking and doing really well. So that, that went pretty well. Everybody go, if you want a solid site, go to Kyler and ask him to work for you because he'll do a great job. But uh, I just want to plug that in there, but it was, it's great. It's on Divi, it's WordPress and uh, our entire team can edit it and, and it was just timely and affordable and it was great, man. You did a good job. Cool. Thank you. Really appreciate it. So let's talk about websites. That's what you, you, you run in that, that circle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what you make your money on. You do a lot of that. We make some money on it. I don't know if you make your money, but yeah, uh, some, some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some money. You make a little money on the side. Uh, but a lot of churches, a lot of businesses have got, have got you working on their stuff. And, and just talk to me a little bit about the role of the website in 2019, especially for a church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why is it important? Like, what, what do we need this thing for? What yeah, does it do for? for sure. Well, I mean, first of all, it's 2019, like everyone has a website right now. And if you're listening to this, or if you're familiar with, you know, Seth or running any of his circles or his Facebook group or anything like that, odds are your website is probably decent, right? Like you, you probably value communications and you've mm-hmm. tried to put some time and effort in, into your website. I think that the transition now is that we're going to need to move from a website that's more informational to something that's a little bit more transformational. So, you know, we look at most websites now, their time, date, they have good photos, you know, you tell your visitors what to expect, all that stuff is great. Um, You know, that's, that's helpful. But we need our websites to be kind of a, 
I, I want to say this like somewhat lightly, but a hub for life change to happen. I know that's like a little dramatic, but like we need to share stories of people. Uh, we need to provide tangible and helpful resources for, for parents, for single people, for teens, for everyone, right? Like, like, and I'll touch on that a little bit later, but um, we need that to be a place where they can find that stuff, find the things that they're searching for. I mean, people are spending so much time on their phones online. Like why is our website not a place where they can get what they want that doesn't involve any type of reciprocation, like them coming to a service or them, you know, giving or anything like that. We need to just make it a place that's easy for people to take digital and physical uh, next steps and, and really experience that transformation that we're providing on a Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about, talk a little bit about like uh, where that, where that website fits in, let's say a guest experience or a, uh, you know, someone's looking for a church or someone just stumbles upon your, your, uh, talks to somebody and they're like, I go to this church, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all look up the church, just like yeah. we look up the restaurant before we go, right. To, right? We want to check it out. Right. So totally. with a church, is that the similar experience? And if it is, what implications are that? And do the, does that have for us? Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar. And, and I'll preface this by saying everything that I mentioned for the most part is backed by like data. Like I've looked at a lot of church analytics. I've worked with a lot of churches. I've worked with a lot of businesses, like, like everything I'm mentioning to you is backed by like data and statistics and best practices. I'm not just throwing this out because I think it's like my personal preference. So the yeah. most likely group of people to find your church is our new movers into your community. I don't know if you if you know that. Um, most yeah. churches don't actually know that, but um, that group of people is is the most likely. Well, they don't necessarily have that referral source, right? Of like, hey man, where do you go to church? Or like, oh, you got to try this church out or whatever. So they're turning to Google to find a place near them. And even folks who have been referred, like you know, Seth, if we lived in the same place, you're like, hey, you got to come check out my church. I'm probably going to get online and I'm going to look yeah. for what do I wear? What time is service? Like all that type of stuff. And oh man, I can't remember the name of your church. So I'm going to Google it or, you know, something like that. So yeah. I think it's really important to make sure that that website is, is reflective of what that Sunday morning experience is like and what the culture of your church is like, because, you know, we talked about this before we started recording, like it's the front door of your church. Like that's the, that's the first line that they're going to experience. You know, they go from Google, they go from wherever they're finding you. And then they're going to jump into that. And so I think your website's a really, really vital part of that, you know, that next steps process that, you know, kind of the first step really. Yeah. And I think that in this day and age with so many inroads, you've got social media, email, uh, Yelp, Google, um, uh, and just so many different Facebook, Instagram, all these different ways that someone could get a first touch or a first interaction with your church. It's almost like this, circular flywheel type thing of, of bringing people in. And the website is a big part of that. And I think our, our mentality in the past has been, it's where we, like you said earlier, we hold all our information there mm-hmm. and information is really more for the people that already go there to kind of keep things straight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. uh, except for things like, you know, obviously those service times and stuff and, you know, you know, whatever. Right. but um, a guest is going to kind of come in through one of those channels and, a lot of those just kind of point back to themselves. Like they come to Facebook, but they don't know how to get in touch with your, your church elsewhere, or they yeah, come to yeah. Instagram. They don't know how to really find your church unless your link is right, you know, or whatever exactly. in, the, in the profile. But if your website could function as the place where all those other channels point, then you've got some kind of organized communication strategy, right? Totally. Yeah. And we talk, I mean, your, your church has probably said this, your pastors, I mean, I've heard it 
everywhere. Like, you know, we believe everyone has a next step to take. We believe everyone has a next step to take. And we say that and that's awesome, but it's like what we do is, is like the only next steps that are available are membership or, you know, some type, something like that. Mm-hmm. Baptism, tithing. Yeah. Okay. I, I do, I've done all that. Like what, what's next. Right. So membership, if we say that and we, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, if you're a person who's been in your church, you're serving people and you're obviously that's the goal, right? Like to make like mature disciples. So if we get to this point where we're like, well, everyone has the next step and Susie's sitting in the third row and is like, what's mine? Like, I, I don't know what mine is, you know? Yeah. So I think the website is honestly a really great place to provide people with ne- those next steps. Like where are they at in this season of life? And how can we come alongside them to equip them to, to move forward? Like beyond just like baptism, serving, tithing, like how yeah. can we make this a place where they're really feeling resourced and equipped? And this, this kind of goes back to Google too. Like, I mean, people are, are searching for things in your community and they're turning to Google for those answers. Like, mm-hmm. is God real? Like, will my marriage last? How to raise my child? Is it okay to spank my child? Is it like whatever? Like all the things that we as humans have Googled, and the church is really uniquely positioned to help solve those problems. And I think we do a decent job of it on a Sunday morning or you know in a midweek service, yep. but we don't do a great job of it online. But not online. Yeah, exactly. Our church has uh, tried to start wading into those waters a little bit. We we've started some blogs and stuff about some of those those types of issues, so that we can have content that hopefully ranks on Google that people find and they click it, they come to our actual website where that content is hosted and go, while I'm here, this is a church. Well, maybe I should check this out. Oh, this is near me. You know? So we we try to, it's content marketing one-on-one and and it's really what your website's probably best at um, in this, this day and age. And Seth Godin even says that the only kind of marketing left is content marketing. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, it stops uh, your strategy from being so cyclical too. Like it's, yeah, it's evergreen, but you're allow, you're able to, like I said, just meet people where they're at on that journey. And it's not like, oh, you mm-hmm. click here and that'll take you to our Facebook page. And then your Facebook page takes us here. And it's just a, this back and forth. Yeah. And that's why people stop using our websites. That's why they stop interacting with us. because right. they're like, okay, uh, I've no done everything. Well, yeah, I've done everything you want me to do. Like, I, okay, exactly. I might use it to share with a friend or check like, you know, VBS schedules. Yeah. But beyond that, like it's not worth my time. Yeah. And just like the, you know, we talked about it being a, a flywheel kind of of all the entry points. It's like, once you get on that website, your communication strategy is, it's part of that. It's got to be part mm-hmm. of that strategy. And exactly. What are you trying to do? So you've got your guest kind of coming into the little whirlpool there, there getting closer to the center of whatever your goal is, which is obviously I think show up, you know? Yeah. Uh, but once they show up and they give you a part, then your website takes on a new role, you know, for the back end and other yep. things like your hub and your information totally. and things like that. So you've got, couple of different things going on on your website. But if you don't know what those things are, I think that's ultimately where most churches struggle is there's, yeah. there's not really, uh, they don't really see intentionally how that, how that one piece, the, the website yeah. fits into all these other communication in, into the communication strategy as a whole, honestly, yeah. is what we're really getting at. Well, I think uh, it's because most churches don't necessarily have a communication strategy or, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a smaller church and you're like, man, I'm trying, like, I'm yeah. like, I'm just trying to keep my head above water or I'm like, I'm part-time or I'm a volunteer. Like I I've been there. Like I started in a church of around 200 people. So like, I like fully understand and appreciate that. I think a lot of it just comes down to like, okay, how can we make this as simple as possible while, while making it dynamic to some yeah. extent? And I think content is a phenomenal way to do that. And I think what you just said there is, is, uh, is the key is make it simple. 
mm-hmm. simple for people to, to grasp and not a ton of options. Just simple is so good. Um, and, and you might be out there with like a really bad website. You're like, I have no idea how to fix this. And it's like, man, it's, it's worth the money yeah. to, to invest and get somebody to come help you do that. Or, uh, you work on a website and, and update it. Um, you know, you can find a lot of Kyler can help you, but, uh, there's a lot of people that can help and you sure, surely you have sure. friends, but, um, let's, let's talk about the maintenance and the upkeep and the cost yeah. and stuff a little bit, because a lot of churches are really reluctant to pay a lot of money for this. They think it's a build us a website. We pay you a set amount. It's like a product delivered and then it's done. Yeah. And talk to us a little bit about the reality of websites and, and the upkeep, et cetera. Yeah, no, I look, I get it. And and I'm kind of at the point too. It's, it's kind of funny, but some of the first websites that I did, uh, you know, when I moved from the church world into my own business full time uh, are now at the point where they're needing a refresh because they're getting a little old. And so it's like, yeah. we just paid you X amount, like not too long ago. Like what, why is this, why is that not happening? Well, I think part of that comes back to maintenance and upkeep. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, so you had asked uh, in our show notes, like, how do we make sure that we keep our website, you know, healthy and, and useful. And so breaking it down, like even into like a weekly and kind of a monthly space. So let's just assume you have a decent website right now. Uh, maybe assume it's on WordPress or something similar to that. Cause it's a really popular option. Um, weekly, what I always tell clients is just make sure that your content and your events are updated. Like the worst thing ever is when I go to your website and it's like, you know, so we're recording this in July and it's like, come to our June picnic on, you know, June 16th, whatever it's like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? Like delete that or get it, get rid of it. Like it takes five seconds to go through and, and yep. get that out of there. Um, and if not like put somebody in your church who loves to complain on that duty of like, Hey, can you find anything? <laughs> that's yeah, an awesome. That, that's good. <laughs> I, I found like, cause I'm responsible for our updates and I'll, that's the one I always forget is the one to take off of the website. Yeah. And it's like, I have to set an alarm every week to go off on Monday what's not needed this week, yes. you know, and just constantly be looking at it. It's so hard to keep exactly. up with that part of it. Exactly. Yeah. So. I think weekly, I would also recommend just checking your analytics, like, Hey, how are we doing? Like, where are we at kind of with some of that stuff? Um, that's not a huge thing, but I like to recommend it from a monthly standpoint. Um, and, and we actually do this for you, uh, for, for hope every month, but we go in and we update, uh, your theme and your plugins. So making yeah. sure that those things are are running smoothly, that they're up to date. Uh, if you have a WordPress site, like that's one of the most vulnerable places for a website attack. Um, and you don't want that because it is a nightmare. So uh, yeah. updating your theme and your plugins every month is, is uh, really, really smart. Posting new content once a month. Like if you're a smaller church and you're like, I don't have time to be able to implement all this. Okay, start start once a month. Like just carve out an hour of, of your time every month. Like that's not a lot. And just say, okay, this month, our topic, our sermon series is on, you know, what is God like? What's in the attributes of God? Pull from what your pastor's already teaching and then just write a blog post about it and say, yeah. you know, what is God like? And just answer that question and post it, right? Yeah. You can do that once a month. Then I would also say just remove, uh, review and remove unused pages, images, plugins, kind of all that stuff that, that tends to kind of accumulate over time that you're like, oh, I needed it for that summer thing, but now summer's over and I don't need it anymore. Like just get it out of there if it's not something you're going to use again. Yeah. And I think some of us are also in the spot too, where you might have a bad website Yeah, and um, you really want to change things, but there's somebody not letting you do that. Yeah, And, and so you're like, I want to do this connection from social mm-hmm. media to a landing page to, you know, to come to our website, but I really don't want people to see our website. Yeah. You know, it's like, totally. maybe a solution would be like create a landing page and, yeah. you know, do something on the back end and do what you can to bring that up to yeah. speed, uh, because you do want to connect those dots. 
but I, I, I hear you, man. I feel like, um, I feel like that, that weekly monthly routine is, uh, is so important because th- there's always updates. I spend probably yeah. four or five hours a week, at least just doing updates. And yeah, I totally get it. It's, and it's actually, I spend probably eight because it takes me <laughs> twice as long to do things because I'm, sl- <laughs> I'm really slow, but, uh, but it would take a normal like web person, probably like, two hours. Yeah. All of our updates. We have several, I'll have eight or nine each day. And I go home and there's stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, man, I don't have time for this. It is, it is a lot of work. And so, um, how much do you think like, and then we're thinking like small churches, they don't have Mm -hmm. a lot of money to put into someone maintaining it. So the communication or whoever's volunteering in that position is expected to. Yeah. Um, obviously we could delegate, we could, we could find some help. We could ask for people to te- teach them how to do yeah. that. But if we were able to pay someone to do updates, things like that, give us a little bit of a picture of what the hourly going rate or kind of how we should think about money when it comes to that and what's, what's reasonable. Yeah. Let me, let me backtrack really quick. Cause I put it in my notes and I want to make sure I mention it. So if you're a small okay. church and you're saying, I have a terrible website and I don't know where to start. I don't have the skill set. I don't, I don't know what to do. And if you're tempted to get on Wix let me tell you right now, <laughs> don't do that. But what, what I'm actually trying to say is there's a, a phenomenal company led by a guy named Paul Cox. It's called the church co. If you go to the churchco.com, it's 20 bucks a month. He'll build your website for you. Um, and you're on a phenomenal WordPress platform. It's, it's very template based. So obviously there are some restrictions there, but it's 20 bucks a month. So if you say you can't afford that, like, mm-hmm. I'll pray for you because I just don't, I don't believe that for a minute. But um, anyways, that's, most of the time, I've, I've found that when churches say we don't have the money for it, that means we don't have the money for that. For that, yes. We you have the money for So it's really a priority. We really have the money. On Sunday, though. <laughs> just, tell them it, just tell them that we're going to, everybody hits the website on Sunday. It's part of the service. Yeah. Exactly. That's part of it. Yeah. I think to answer your, your question though, um, this varies obviously depending on where you're at, like you're in, in Texas where the rate is a little bit lower because the cost of living is lower. You know, yeah. if you're near LA or a larger, larger city or, you know, something that's a little bit higher cost of living, it's, it's going to be on the higher end. But I would say generally speaking for someone who has a decent level of experience and isn't, you know, like the best guy in your town, you're probably going to expect to pay between probably 35 an hour up to maybe 90 or hundred an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple things that go into that. Obviously like the length of time that they've been doing it is, is part of it. But the reason is not because they're more qualified. It's because they're faster. Like for me in my career, like I charge double what I did when I first started and that's because I can do it twice as fast. So why would I penalize myself for yeah. working faster. That's kind of coming from a, from a design perspective, but then they're also executing better work for you. Um, and you also have to keep in mind, they're not a full-time employee. Like you can't pay them $18 an hour because they don't have 40 hours of work every week. Like they're getting five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever that is. So I'd say that's probably standard, um, going rate, at least in the circles that I run in. Obviously there's some folks who charge quite a bit higher, but Right. I did a poll. <laughs> I did a poll. I did a poll in my group and uh, I was trying to get a feel for this as well. And there's always that one guy, <clears throat> you know, Kenny Jang that uh, yes. wants to throw the wrong thing in there. And he's like a thousand dollars an hour. So Kenny like, probably charges. Th- I'm not even kidding. <laughs> just to, just to do like, it. You can't be serious. Man. Can't be serious, but you can expect, and that's, that's kind of the, the, the trap of the freelance hourly yeah. thing is that, you know, if you, get better at what you do, but because you become faster, you make less money because you're hourly. Yeah. 
Like yeah, it works against you. So it's not fair. So it's fair for you to go, I'll charge double because that takes yeah. me twice as long because it's still, it's basically the same rate. Exactly. Well, and you have a lot of, uh, I mean, just being in your Facebook group and kind of the circles that we run in are similar. There's a lot of people listening to this that if you work in ministry, you probably have a side hustle. Like you probably do something on the side and whether it's something creative or, uh, you know, whatever that is, like there's a range of things. Like one of my best advice that I can give to you, I tell this to every designer who's like, I want to get into this. Like, I, I like what you're doing. Like, how can I do it? Um, don't charge hourly. Okay. So like, I know that's a weird concept. But I don't charge hourly. I charge based on a result. So I'm going to provide you with a website that's seven pages that is going to be mobile optimized. It's going to do all these things. Yeah. And in return, I want X amount of money for that. Now, if it takes me, you know, a thousand hours and I end up making $10 an hour, or it ends up taking me 10 hours and I make 500 bucks an hour. Like it doesn't matter because the end result is what you're paying for. So if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, you're like, Hey, I got this side thing, or you're trying to figure out how to bring somebody on, like as a, you know, a contractor for your website, I would say, look at the deliverables first and don't look at the hourly because that's going to, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that's good too, especially for churches. We, we want to pay by the hour. Yeah. Uh, because that honestly benefits the church and it does. Yeah. the church is always going to try to pay the least amount of money for the most amount of stuff. Yeah. And, and really, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. It's like, uh, I hate to kind of bag on the church for that because we, we try to be good stewards of money, but we end up not being good stewards of our people. Yeah, um, that's by, the result by doing that. And so I, I would just challenge anyone listening to really consider paying for what it's worth and understanding mm-hmm. that it's valuable. And, yeah, and, totally. and most of the time you're probably getting it for a steal anyway. Totally. And if you're um, someone trying to convince, you know, leadership of like, of that worth, like maybe you're saying, Hey, I have this awesome person that I really want to work with. And I've seen their work. I've seen the results that they do. And I, I think it'd be really beneficial for us to bring them in. And you're worried about that conversation. I would say one, start early, you know, kind of build, plant those seeds uh, early on, like a few months before you're trying to make that big pitch. I would lead with gentleness. Obviously, like nobody likes it when you're just running in like, we got to do this and spend all this money. Yeah. And, and also just leading with data, right? Like just mm-hmm. gathering data and just being like a, the biggest fan of your website data or your church's data, like getting access to as much as you can and saying, Hey leader, you know, over the last three months, I know I've kind of been mentioning this to you that it might be smart to invest in something like this. I just wanted to share this with you that, you know, X amount of people that come on Sunday mornings, visit our website, or, you know, we, we changed this up and our giving has actually increased as a result. Um, you know, I think this would be a great investment now at this point. And you're leading with things that are rational. If they're arguing at that point, I would say they're probably a poor leader if I can be candid. Yeah. And and some of it is like the data is important and it's, but you don't want to bore them with the data (laughs) because if I've learned anything in, you know, in in the church world is that, uh, pastors and I love you. I was one and I I used to work, operate this way too, but we don't care about data. We care about stories. Yeah. Yeah, We don't care about stats. We care about stories. What I like to say, but, uh, but so, so make sure when you're, when you're, you're communicating the data that it has, a connection to the, and the reason is because it's about people, right? And so yeah, totally. the connection to what you're doing in a ministry. And I found that when, when I'm able to show like, here's how many people we can reach with a better version of this website exactly. to exactly. bring them into the church. It's like, Oh, well then that's worth something. You yeah. know, having a cooler website is not worth anything. Yeah. I'm having, not advocating going in and being yeah. like, Pastor, our bounce rate is uh, one point three. Yes, right. Right. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Who flipping cares? Like, so our SEO is in the toilet. We can have much better SEO <laughs> if we're like, yeah, so what, that we what, can. What's SBO? 
<laughs> like search Benjamin organizations. Yes. Um, so, uh, so anyway, it's like, you gotta be, you gotta be kind of, and this is what helped us a lot when we were kind of working through getting a new website too, mm-hmm. is, is contextualizing it for those that were not involved in the project and explaining why we're going to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars on, yeah. you know, a new website when, of course, we had a situation where ours was not just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yours was a little more of a, it was a little bit more of a painkiller solution. Quick, than a, yeah. Quick, quick synopsis of our situation was our, our current, our WordPress site that was completely hard coded. I broke it and it never fully recovered. And then finally, multiple just, times, just, though. yeah, multiple times. multiple times. I did. <laughs> One time I really just like, I, I locked the leg off or something and it was, it was limping along. And, uh, so that called me crying, just tears. Dude, we got <laughs> to a place where it was like, it was just not going to work. I seriously was like, it's time to shoot old yeller. And I made a Squarespace site. Yes. Oh yeah. Two I days, that. In two days of our basic stuff we needed. And my boss even brought me in. He was like, Hey man, it's, it's, it's too good. You need to like simplify it up for when our, for when <laughs> our new website comes in, our new, it. new website. And so, uh, we had that for a couple of months. And then while we had that up, Kyler was working on our new, and that's when I called Kyler and was like, you see what we're doing. <laughs> help i wish we could just show them what that old site not not necessarily in looks but just in like that the final leg of it when it was just like lines of code like just asking for help even like, yeah, it was like, and, and then and this is the issue that you get when you have somebody like me who really doesn't understand websites and then uh i need a builder i need a divvy i need something like that yeah, yeah. easy and you've got this back end that's all hard coded and i'm like oh yeah sure let's update wordpress click <laughs> oh no, it broke every plugin that was yes. custom coded in there that doesn't jive with WordPress. And it was somebody's nephew's uncle's kid or whatever that made the site. I don't even know who it is and uh, how to contact them. And it's just previous regime had it done. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. So let's just kill this site. Yes. Let's put up a Squarespace site. Tell everybody on staff, like, hey, be patient and we'll get the new one out. And we Your did. Squarespace site was pretty good, though. I, I got to say, I, you know, it, I was proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> it so was, if you need a Squarespace site, Seth is not currently accepted. I, I can whip one of those together for you. I do a one pager real quick. Yeah, was, that's a good point, though. I mean, honestly, you can get a Squarespace site for under 20 bucks a month, throw it together in a couple of days. That was what I did. That was my yep. first first website and it looks great. You do a template, you fill in the really hard pictures to break. and stuff and yeah, and they look really great. So it was, uh, it was, it was hard to, it was hard to mess that up. And I'm like, I just not even, I don't even know what happened to the other website. We don't even have that. Remember when you were trying to get information for them and I'm like, we don't have I it. Couldn't find it. <laughs> can't even log into it anymore. It's off in a pasture. Our, our hosting got canceled. Uh, like we canceled it and we were like, let's, let's, uh, it went into oblivion. Then, and it just, it just went off into the ether and never to be seen again. I don't know. But anyway, that's a long rabbit trail there, but uh, let's talk about SEO really quick. Yeah. It's part of websites and you know, it's, it's more of the next level of web, but basically search engine optimization is what it is. It's, it's having your website get found on Google when people are yeah. searching, like you said, these new movers come in and right now this is kind of the time summertime first of the year. That's when people move because mm-hmm. uh, their kids are in school and they don't want to move you know, yeah, totally disrupt everything. So it's a good time to do Facebook ads for that too, by the way, free, free little drop of, uh, of wisdom there. Um, so when you're, when you're thinking about that and you're thinking about these new movers, what actually helps you get ranked these days? Like, what do we really need from the website to do that? Well, first of all, you have to bring a, a sacrifice to the altar of Google 
And then, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, there, there's some, obviously Google is like a tough beast to crack. Like I don't, I don't have all the answers. And if somebody tells you they have all the answers, like they're lying. Cause they're, that's just not true. Yeah. I, I think there are some time tested things that allow you to rank higher uh, than others. And I, this goes for churches. It goes for businesses. Uh, churches that have good content that has a lot that have a lot of content is is valuable. So yeah. we've kind of been alluding to this. Like, you know, if you have stuff that's actually helpful to people, like 10, 20, 30 blog posts that have solid keywords, yeah. Um, you're you're gonna rank higher. You're gonna you're gonna increase. Mm-hmm. Amount of traffic is a really big one. Um, that's why Facebook ads are actually beneficial to drive traffic to your site. It's not just for conversion, like it's also can help you, you know, if you have one thousand people visiting your site versus ten thousand, Google's like, oh, this is a good site. Let me bump that up. Yep. So that's one of them. Um Things like backlinks is is another really popular way. So um, connecting with local nonprofits, connecting with uh, you know maybe it's um, a business in your community, and you say, hey, you uh, like I, I have a client that does speech therapy. So if I said, hey, I would love to write a post for your business and just uh, you know for on behalf of our church, you, we'll put my name on it, and we're gonna just talk about how we can serve people really well or whatever the topic is, and then yeah. link back to your church website. So backlinks is another really popular one. Um, time spent on page is popular. So if you can capture people's attention and keep them on there for a while, uh, somebody who's on your site for seven seconds versus someone who's on for 30 is going to get not penalized, but it's not going to be viewed as valuable because Google doesn't see the value in them jumping yeah. out of your site right away. What, so what can you really get out of a website? Exactly. Seven? Exactly. So that's kind of where Google, I would say most of the time generally tends to, to kind of favor those, those avenues, um, in most of their, their yeah. algorithms. Yeah. And I think the content piece is what I'm seeing to be really heavy. Yeah, for sure. In in like really ranking your, your site, uh, at least locally, especially locally. Yeah. Um, You know, as we started putting out blogs, it was like, why are we blogging about the five best parks in Frisco? Yeah. You know, it was because people are searching for a good park to take their kids to. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's, is that not enough reason to blog about it? You know, it's like, hopefully we'll be found. And it's like, oh, this church helped me find a great park. Exactly. And have it, you heard of uh, answerthepublic.com? No. Okay. So if you go to answer the public, like it's typed exactly as it sounds, answerthepublic.com, you can search any number of keywords. So like oh. if I, I'm on it right in front of me right now, if I typed in Frisco, okay, that's where you guys are at. If I typed in Frisco, it's going to ring up all of these different types of questions that people have have asked to Google with the word Frisco in it. And it's got like this incredible tree. I don't know if it'll pull what? up while we're on the, no, I mean, you see ahead. what I'm saying? I'm going there. No, I haven't pulled it up yet. Okay. So like there, it's in our conversation, Kyler. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's split <laughs> into where will, who can like, um, you know, where is Frisco, Texas, what to do in Frisco, Texas, where is the Frisco bowl where like all of these other things. And like, it's just an incredible amount of content. Like that is topics for blog posts. Yeah, like this one I just see in front of me, Frisco pit bulls for sale. I don't know. Write a blog post about it and link to your local pit bull. <laughs> I don't know. Or the you know I mean? the local, like, the local um, you know animal shelter. Something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and use those keywords. Like this is yeah. like like an incredible resource for that because this yeah. is what people are are actually writing. And like, there's five hundred and. Uh, 512 things listed on this page, Seth, for Frisco, Texas. And you could literally take them and have content for the next two years. Yeah. Boom. And and that's great. And people say blogs are dead. Nobody reads them, but that's not true. I mean, they, 
it, they will find that it's an answer. It's like they don't realize they're reading a blog. That's the yeah, that's what's exactly changed, is they don't realize they're reading a random person's thoughts most of the time that have just done well and ranked it on top exactly. of Google. But that content is great. And when you have things like your sermon that changes a lot, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I've seen a lot of churches do that's a, that I think is a mistake, like you have it Vimeo, you have it YouTube hosted or whatever, yeah. but you post it on your site, right? Because you have a yeah. messages section to watch videos or listen to audio, whatever. For sure. They never fill out the description and they never fill out the title. It's just, here's the video. Yeah, those are easy wins. Too. And I'm yeah. like, put the city in there, put the content in there, put some keywords in there, because Google still looks for that kind of stuff. And yeah. if, you can, if you can get that to rank, uh, people are looking for, you know, some, con- I don't know, some random theological yeah. question uh, about God. Like, what does God, what does God feel about suicide? Yeah. And the pastor did a series on suicide. Then hopefully that's the series that'll pop up when they Google Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, that, and that's what brings them to your website, but it's like, it also helps them where they are. That's for the sure. Yeah. Is. Transcripts are really good too. I know that's kind of time intensive. Like you don't really have time mm-hmm. to sit down and transcribe your, you know, 30 to 45 minute sermon, but there are services that you can send and pay 20 bucks per message to have it transcribed. If you have a little bit more money to do that yeah. or just getting talking points or what I like key key phrases, like, yeah. I mean, you're, you're spot on or just writing a blog about it. Like you're sitting in church anyways, probably on a Sunday morning. Like why not take that topic and summarize each of the points and then come Monday morning, just, just post it. It doesn't have to be polished. Like, I think that's the misconception is like, everyone's like, Oh, I'm not a great writer or I don't, I, I, I just not creative. Like, who cares? Like nobody cares. Like just take some time, write it out, get somebody to look over it. If you don't feel comfortable publishing it right away and then just ship it like better, like done is better than perfect. You don't have to be this like high production person. And even in those notes of like the video of the message or the audio, you could literally copy and paste your pastor's notes Mm -hmm. and people will want that. Like, you don't, and not even do anything to them. Most right. of the time, if they take good notes, if it's just like a yeah. mess, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that has keywords in it. That has great stuff in it for content. Um, there's just a ton of ways you could you can leverage your website to help people find you. And that's the yeah. ultimate thing I think we have to remember is that the website's a tool to help people find yeah. answers to the biggest question they've got, which is, yeah. what's the meaning of this life? Why am I even here? Yeah. I think that's a whole nother episode too. It really is. It really <laughs> we is. could go on and on about that. But hey, I'll give you one. This is a tweetable quote. You can quote me on this. The website is spiritual. Yes. Amen. There you go. Hallelujah. Uh, let, let's, uh, <laughs> let's turn in our hymn books to hymn number 344. You can tithe at sethmuse.com. You can sing just as I am. <laughs> but not verse three. Never verse three. We're bad. Yeah. <laughs> we never, never sing third verse. Something evil about it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I grew up Pentecostal, so I don't even. Oh, you you guys sing all five verses. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, all five verses with the with the gold dust. Yeah, just to make sure it takes. Yeah, yeah, just exactly. To sure, just to make sure it works. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's awesome. Well, any other parting shots about websites you want to share? No, I, I think, you know, obviously it depends on, on where you're at, like where you're kind of taking your information from this conversation. Like maybe you're like Seth and you're at a larger church and you, you maybe have a little bit more resources or some time to be able to kind of get behind this. And you would I, think I would that. say, yeah, you would, you would think the perception, would, is that. but that's not always true. <laughs> you, but to be fair, you do have more time. Than I do. Somebody I definitely do. Know, even though it's not, but you have bigger problems, which is another thing too. So um, anyways, I, I would just say, start where you're at. Uh, just take inventory. Like simple is, is always better um, every single time. So if you're like, man, I'm overwhelmed by all these things, like stop updating that page. That's a waste of time and just delete it. 
or just get rid of stuff off your plate that isn't going to help you, you know, and, and just start where you're at. If you're at content marketing and you're like, man, I see this down the line in six months, but I can't, can't fully devote to it now. We'll sit down and list out a hundred topics that you could write about. You know, you don't have to actually have to do it, but just kind of get started in, in that right direction. And yeah. um, you'll be amazed at, at where you're at six, eight months, you know, a year down the line. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Kyler, thanks so much, man. It's been really helpful. I think a lot of people are struggling with websites because it's it seems easy and it's just it's really not super easy if you don't have, you know, the the uh, the time, the the bandwidth, et cetera. Um, but really the philosophy of the website is what's really difficult to grasp. And I totally. think it's it's really good for us to kind of sit, reset back to square one and go, what are we even doing this for? What's for the sure. website's purpose? So that's totally. really Really yeah, good. If you wrestle with that, I'm in Seth's uh, Facebook group and would love to, to help you out. I'm sure if you know, you're asking these questions and wrestling with them, I'm sure other people are. And his Facebook group is a, is an awesome resource to kind of get some of that stuff answered. And I'm in there. So would love to, to kind of think through those things and, and serve your church in that way as well. Awesome. Yeah. That's what I love about my group is that a lot of my friends are guys like you. <laughs> They're like yeah. doing the thing, man. They're like changing the world in the, in the space. And I'm like, Hey, they're in the group here too. We just got a random invite one day. When That's the question. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need more people the in there. <laughs> I, I need people in there that can answer questions better than me. So I, I bring in. It's good, people, man. I love it. Experts. So it's uh, it's valuable. So jump in that group. If you can, uh, the link is always in the show notes for all these podcasts. So, well, Kyler, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Give a, give a rating and review in iTunes if you, if you liked it, and I appreciate it. So we'll see you soon. See you.